0: welcome to a thanksgiving edition of the kingdom of pod this is the kingdom of pod a commitment to boise state football each and every week a look at what the broncos are up to of course as they face san diego state we're going to break that game down shortly it's all brought to you by bet online we'll give you the offensive and defensive breakdowns with boise state and san diego state very i guess Uh, A matchup that we're very familiar with at this point. The college openings involving Coach Pete, Justin Wilcox, and Brian harson Is there smoke and fire or both? What about Dan Hawkins? What's he done for UC Davis and how he's got that program soaring into the FCS playoffs, which start. And I took a little deeper dive into the University of Utah and how they have built their offensive and defensive lines, which consistently kick the Pac-12's ass. Let's get down to the bottom line though it's thanksgiving week here i am recording early uh, i'll be headed up north to guyman oklahoma but of course i'll be enjoying food family and as most of us some football so the best side dish for your turkey is a little bit of action on the game Betonline online has you covered all this holiday season it's the number one spot for sports action you can head to this new updated desktop or mobile website they've put together Sign up today for Bet Online. You get a 50% welcome bonus. You just have to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get your bonus. That's Bet Online and B L E A V on the promo code. All right, let's get back to this breakdown with Boise State and San Diego State. I'll get to the ramifications of the game. Of course, we all know there's a lot on the line, but. We know what isn't here, and there's no more Rocky Long leading San Diego State or leading this defense. It's the second year away. They just finished with Rocky, and the New Mexico defense, which I, I think, should concern everybody as much as anything. Boise State's offense struggled mightily against New Mexico's defense. There wasn't much comment about that post game. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure you know, they ultimately got to it with coordinator talk with with. Uh, uh, the Monday conversations, but it wasn't happening postgame. And so everybody had a little different idea, I think, that sat in front of a TV set and had 24 to 48 hours to think it through as coaches do and look at film, but they just didn't get it done. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges I find with the Boise State offense is it's great when Helani's in there. It's even better when Helani and Shakir are on the field at the same time. But they lack weapons after that. Really, uh, the complimentary wide receivers, the complimentary tight end pass game, uh, the consistent identity with what the offense can do to somebody beyond just those two guys or with those two guys. And really, some of the keys to all of this are are the the, the total effort of the group with the offensive line mixed in and Hank Bachmeyer. You know, Hank Bachmeyer is a serviceable quarterback. He's a way above average quarterback. He is not an elite quarterback. He is not one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of Boise State football. He may become that next year, but he is not that difference maker now. And uh, I think that's one of the things that lacks because he's not a weapon you come up with. He's a complimentary guy who can distribute. He knows the offense. The kids trust him. The coaches trust him. He's got that down but he doesn't have the kind of moxie or or make the kind of throws or really have the kind of mobility when you need it the most to be the difference maker in himself. He's no Shakir to the team in some respects. He's no Halani in some respects because he's been the constant there the whole time and and he struggles at times to be that difference and make everybody else great. How about making the tight ends great? or those other wide receivers great? It may not just be... uh, his ability to be that person to be the next Ryan Dinwiddie in some respects Bart Hendricks or you know even a Grant Hendricks I mean he could never run like Hendricks could run but he had such a tremendous senior season to lead the team and we don't even need to bring up Kellen Moore but anyway that's the to me the one of the biggest missing ingredients but here comes San Diego State's defense they don't allow points they're number one in the Mountain West Conference nobody runs the ball on them uh they still run this 3-3-5. They've got former Aztec defensive players on their staff that are now line co- uh, position coaches. They're still teaching Rocky system. You know, even the analyst for the San Diego State uh, football team is a very seasoned 30-plus year defensive line coach. The Boise State run game uh, has been great with Helani back in charge since that Fresno game. Um, without Stets at center, who knows? Let's face it. Whoever gets put back in at center, if they can bring Ferrar back or Harrington, not as good. It wasn't working. And at this point in the season, that's got to be a huge concern. And I don't say these things for shock or effect. That's all BS. This is it, man. This, is, this game for both these teams is really what their Mountain West season's all about. So... You are who you are at this point. And I have concerns about the Boise State offensive line without Stets at center. You go back to issues with the snaps. You, you've got a, the, the best defensive line in the conference. So if Felani can get yards and and the offensive line comes up with their best effort of the year, plus 25%, which is entirely possible. Uh, I've seen, you've seen, we've all seen great Boise State efforts when their uh, backs are against the wall. Uh, We've seen it this year, and it can happen again. But if Boise State gets one-dimensional, gets behind the chains on second and long, third and long, San Diego State's averaging three sacks a game, they'll crank it up, and they'll even get uh, more than that. You want to watch the next uh, next, uh, NFL guy Cameron Thomas, defensive lineman, San Diego State, NFL-type guy. He's going to be on the quarterback all the time anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if they roll it away from him. Uh, The the Boise State tackles have struggled with elite defensive linemen. Uh, This is the best line in the D-line. This is a major issue. Um, UNLV hit them, though, on some deep passes, which I think is very promising. Boise State's going to have to do that as well. But the key to me will be the Boise State offense – will have to come up with creative or any way to to score and hold on to the football. Uh, You've got a situation where if Boise State gets behind in the game, no matter if their special team scores against them or whatever it is, and they get into a we've got to throw the football because we can't run it, that's a big advantage for San Diego State. Because if you start panicking and trying to hit deeper throws and you get an interception or a couple of too many sacks and you lose your momentum, when the ball gets back to San Diego State, they're just going to run it 12-play drive down the field. They'll take three or they'll take six. Hank's going to have to have the most patience he's had on the entire season on this uh, game coming up Friday morning. Boise State's defense against against San Diego State's offense. It's a good thing San Diego State... You know, you, you got you're facing the number one defense in the conference in points allowed, and the good thing is you got the number two defense on your side. Boise State's defense, I think, will do a great job against San Diego State. This San Diego State offense has scored 23 points or more only one time in the last seven weeks. It's not explosive. Uh, that much is really still the same. You got an offensive line guy as the head coach and hope. Uh, it's, a, it's a rocky leftover program. It's a run first bunch, ball control. Greg Bell is a hammering running back. They, you know, 185 yards a game, what's the average? So I do believe that Boise State, of the two challenges that are presented to them to win or lose this football game, which will be one on the offensive or defensive lines, I think they can win the battle with the defensive front against. San Diego State's old line. I am way more concerned with the offensive line, certainly because of Stets and what uh, he meant to that group. I see a low scoring game, a field goal game. That gives me some hope with Boise State. who's very consistent there. How about this? That's not going to be much of a home crowd. First of all, we're talking about a soccer stadium about 115 miles away from San Diego State. So It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. They wouldn't go anyway. So why would they drive 115 miles? It's not like they have a great base of fans in in San Pedro, Carson, California either. The kickoff is at 9 in the morning. So you got to get up early on the day after Thanksgiving for that. This is a made-for-TV event. And to me, as important as this game is, or we think it will be, because that could be spoiled on Thanksgiving Day with Fresno and San Jose State. But to have this in this situation is, is kind of a shame, but that's what it is. There's a lot on the line, as I mentioned. For We know for Boise State, they've got to win, and Air Force has to lose, and then they can get into the Mountain West Championship game. Fresno State, uh, they've got to win their game on Thanksgiving Day, and they need San Diego State to lose, and then they win the tiebreaker to get into the championship game on the west division but if san diego state beats boise state or if fresno loses to san jose on thanksgiving they're in so you could have a situation at 9 a.m pacific time 10 a.m mountain 11 o'clock for me here in flower mount where boise state and san diego state play and san diego state is already in the mountain west championship game that's a big deal And that will hurt their motivation, I feel, with a 9 a.m. kickoff for those kids in front of who? Family and friends? It's like a high school game. Uh, So that will be, I think, really important. And I wouldn't be surprised if coaches will, for San Diego State, handle that game game a little bit differently. If they're already in the championship game, they're playing Boise State, you want to be careful you don't show too much on that tape. You want to be careful that if a guy is teetering, with an ankle a shoulder or whatever his injuries are there's no reason to do that there's no reason to to uh, risk that so that will be an important development for all of us to watch to see what happens i hope you enjoy the kingdom of pod i enjoy putting it together each week Um, you can rate it review it pass it along you can subscribe to it it's easy to get it's just boise state football uh individually and and singularly that's all we deal with here if athletic department uh, stories become important. I love those stories. I'll, I'd like to talk about them and give hopefully a fresh perspective or something different uh, that you may not have considered when you hear about that story. College openings in football. There's seven FBS jobs out there. We know Coach Pete's involved in the University of Washington search on the committee. The the, the fact that Brian Harson's name has come up could just be connections by media people saying hey he's in trouble his friend coach Pete, is on the selection committee he's a northwest guy uh maybe he'd want to bolt and go back there's a lot of money that would have to change in in these regards uh if there is truly a vaccination challenge for coach harson and he's not been vaccinated that won't play well it'll play way worse in seattle uh, i i refute, and i don't think he is looking to change his address I don't know how Mrs. Harson or his family feels about it, and that could be a difference maker. Uh, There are challenges to not being from that area and being there as the uh, coach's family. When things are not going well, you've lost three games in a row. And remember, Coach Harson went from, hey, Paul Feinbaum on his, his daily show. He's the leader in the clubhouse for the SEC Coach of the Year. Now, hey, let's ship him off to Washington. That's the kind of climate he's in. Uh, The name I do think that has more credence, and I do not think Coach Pete's coming back to coach football, by the way. Uh, Maybe as an assistant one day, but I don't think as a head coach in any of those jobs. Justin Wilcox's name is legit, and I think it's legit. It's too bad he's not legit for Southern Cal. I think he'd be great there. But with Coach Pete there at UW uh, and, and his track record, I think he'd be great. We need to keep an eye on what happens at Oregon. Uh, Does Crystal Ball go back to Miami if they get rid of Diaz and go home? Or does he go to LSU? And he's got some chops in the SEC uh, with the time he spent there uh, at Alabama. So this will all be unfolding here very quickly. Uh, But I do think that uh, Wilcox is in play for Washington. I think it would be a better move for him. And I imagine Justin would want to do that. Speaking of former Boise State football coaches, I was just looking at the FCS playoffs, which – if you have not noticed, begin uh, this Saturday or this weekend. And Dan Hawkins, the former Boise State head football coach, has the UC Davis uh, Ags back in the playoffs again. And they're playing a South Dakota State who has more scholarships and, and a lot of different things than Hawks group does. And... Uh, they're a odds-on favorite to get back to the semifinals of the FCS, and Hawk's team has to go on the road. But I was just curious, the four years before Hawk took over uh, back at UC Davis, the Davis team uh, only won 26% of their games, and they, did, they never went to the playoffs. They were 12-33. Since Hawk has taken over and... We have to count the the COVID season, so Hawk's really on year five. Uh, Hawk has won 31 games. He's 31-21. and He's won 60% of his games. He's been to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, and now he's back in them again. He's done a tremendous job for his alma mater. Uh, The way they handle gender equity at UC Davis, they they go by the books, and so uh, they're careful about how many scholarships he has, To give up you know sometimes coaches will cut scholarships in half and have half scholarships right well uh, they still count that a little bit differently at davis so he's not always going to have the full allotment of scholars but best of luck uh, to hawk this interested me as as well and then we'll wrap this edition up i know this isn't a boise state football topic but we know from watching boise state this year there needs to be a rebuild along the offensive and defensive lines it's going to take a couple of years. It'd be very interesting to see the direction Andy goes here. I think the offensive line takes much longer to develop. But I also think at the same time, they can't wait. They've got to go get immediate help. The transfer portal and the junior college route. And they got to go now. And, I, and this is nothing that, he, that you don't know in watching me on this YouTube channel or listening here on the Kingdom of Pop. however you're doing this. So I was looking at the University of Utah and I think, okay, you're not Stanford. You're not USC. Hell, you're not even Oregon. You're new to the conference. You're in the Intermountain West. You're in a better than average talent-rich football state. Uh, we forget how much football is played in the state of Utah. You got not only BYU and Utah, but you got Weber State and Utah State and Southern Utah. Uh, and I know I'm not mentioning some others that are in there. Um, and, and they've got some FBS Division I football scholarships coming out of that state. Uh, they have a lot of Polynesian kids. Uh, the LDS uh, church there is a magnet uh, for uh, Samoans, Polynesians, Hawaiians. They have relatives there. Uh, There's a lot of symmetry between uh, all of those communities in Salt Lake, and I I think they've done a tremendous job. And so I looked at the nine guys that started their last game and beat the pants off of Oregon. And, you know, we're talking about the number two rushing offense in the Pac-12 in Utah and the number four rush defense, but they're number one in the conference in sacks. They get after the quarterback. And traditionally, they have. Last year, the... Defensive line at Utah was amongst the best in the country, if not the best defensive line in the country. That's a tall statement for a program in Salt Lake City, Utah, competing with USC, Stanford, Oregon, and let alone Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, <laughs> Let's, you know, Ohio State. Let's not forget these, these other tremendous factories of offensive and defensive linemen which i think is the key to having a, a dominant college football perennial playoff uh, football program in clemson and so i just looked at their nine guys and i said okay where'd they come from how'd you get these nine guys Do you uh do what everybody says you can't get them in the west coast you got to go uh to georgia you got to go to mississippi you got you got to go find them somewhere else well that's not the case of those nine, five on the offensive line, four on the defensive line, three came out of Utah high schools. Now, where they came from in terms of did they move there from Hawaii or whatever, I I can't comment on that, but I do know this. the There's no more than three from Utah high schools, so six of the nine didn't come from Utah. And there are, on the defensive line, those four kids, three of them are return missionaries. That's a heavy percentage of real men <laughs> on the defensive line a couple of them are from southern california one junior college transfer one texas high school kid and two kids from hawaii so really that's the territory they're pulling from hawaii uh kids who have moved to salt lake city and are polynesian um there are some lds kids i think involved here that are are tremendous contributors on offensive and defensive line uh but at the end of the day that's their recruiting territory Uh, Is that a tall order? Can't USC do that or or Stanford do that or UW or whoever? Utah does it. And and one of the things that they do is is that Polynesian connection. Uh, Look at Utah. Look at BYU. Um, I know that's what they want to do at Utah State. Uh, I'm sure they want to do that at University of Washington. Uh, But hats off. Hats off to Whittingham and, and how he has got that program put together It's unbelievable, and uh, watch them in the trenches. I hope you enjoy this, the Kingdom of Pod. Rate it, review it, pass along, listen to it. Boise State, San Diego State, coming up Friday, and I also hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.